Hello, welcome to a beautiful podcast to fall in love, an unofficial Bachelor Nation show from TV Guide. I'm Liam Matthews, and joining me in TV Guide Mansion is my co-host from our season and Bachelor in Paradise. She goes zero to 100 real quick. It's Jacqueline Trumbull. Hi, guys. How's your hot dog? Oh, my gosh. So good. Thank you for asking. <laughs> you should eat it on mic next time. That'd be fun. Uh, and we are joined this week by a very special guest. You may have seen her amazing candles in Vogue, The Cut, Vice, or on the shelves of Bloomingdale's. It's Janie Korn. Hello, hello. It is a pleasure to be here. Thank you, you too. We are thrilled to have you, right? It was it's Bloomingdale's, right? That's your your candles are available. You know what? It's actually Nordstrom, Liam, but um I think that you're speaking it into existence. Let's use the secret. Yeah, Bloomingdale's, why not? I'll let them carry me. <laughs> so I met Janie when uh, she curated a Bachelor-themed art show that was incredible. My memories of that are an, an amazing portrait of, of Nick Vial in his, in his true form, which is a mermaid, a merman. And you made incredible little sculptures of Nick and his entire family of his, you know, 12 sisters and, uh, and Slenderman. <laughs> yes. So Nick happens to be from this small town called Waukesha, Wisconsin, which is the same town where um, the Slender Man murders took place, which I find really <laughs> odd. Attempted murder, but what shine on this one small city? Like it's it's eerie, right? <laughs> oh, it's a weird thing, right? It's it's uh, right. A lot goes on in the suburb of Milwaukee. Milwaukee, I mean, Wisconsin's a weird, Wisconsin's a weird state. It's a notoriously odd state with kind of its own unique culture of Slenderman. Yeah, I think when um, quarantine ends, I'd really love to go um, visit Wisconsin tour Tourism Board. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure the Bachelor will go there at some point. Okay, let's talk about Listen to Your Heart our beautiful show that we love so much. The drama between Julia and Brandon continued and grew to include Savannah when Julia came at her. She dragged her in. But that whole drama got interrupted for musical performances for a judges panel consisting of Jason Mraz, Jojo and Jordan, and Kesha. And the judges decided that Dana, Danny and Becca would not get roses. It was very American Idol this week. This show is really, it's a combination of Bachelor in Paradise and American Idol. So my first question for you guys is, how did you feel about this new rose ceremony format of Chris Harrison announcing the judges' picks? I was fine with it. I don't have any attachment to the old rose ceremony format. So shaking things up is fine. What, what were you hoping for? I just thought it was so weird. Like, think, like, it was such a drastic change from how it normally goes. So they went into the rose ceremony room, and then Chris Harrison announces who gets the roses. Mm -hmm. They come up, and they give each other their roses. It was so weird. Chris Harrison himself thought it was weird. He, he tweeted about it. Like, I know, it was weird, but I liked it. What are you saying is weird, though? Is it that the judges picked the person, the people who would go forward or that Chris Harrison announced who they chose was going to go forward or that they gave each other roses? Like, which, which part are you objecting to? All of it. I thought all of it was weird. I thought they should have had the judges announce who gets the roses. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, it should have been in front of the audience. Ah. Like they should have just done it there instead of, you know, waiting till hours later and then having it kind of be anticlimactic and and like 
have Chris Harrison announce on behalf of the judges. You know, maybe they didn't want to do it in front of a live audience because the audience would revolt after they gave the first roses to the least talented couple. Well, that might be it, too, is that the judges didn't judge. We don't even know what Kesha felt, though. You know what I mean? That's true. Who did she give roses to? You know, that's what I want to know. (laughs) I want to see the judging process. In the competition parts of The Bachelor, that's all rigged, I think. So this probably is too. Rigged. Rigged witch hunt. I wonder if Ari and Lauren will talk about it now that they're revealing all The Bachelor secrets. They are. Talk about what? How... They've got some YouTube channel. Maybe they only did one episode, but I think they're doing more where they're just, they're, yeah, they're talking about like the secrets of The Bachelor. (laughs) (laughs) They don't care anymore. (laughs) They're free. It gets to a point where people just don't care anymore. I mean, Colton doesn't care anymore. Yeah. It's great. And also, I mean, just the format of judging romantic chemistry, I think is so weird. Yeah. I mean, for one thing, it's difficult to know whether something is friend zoning or just nerves. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I think it's a I think it's a really cool concept to say like we are going to create a pair of stars and so therefore for this to succeed you should be romantic. It's actually like a really it's an interesting idea and also a terrible idea. Think about how funny this is for a second. They're like we are going to make you superstars, but only as a romantic couple. By the way, you have 3 weeks to make that happen and then stay together while on tour and then have a career together as romantic. Like it's just a recipe for complete disaster, but it's very fun to see go down. Right. And they keep using uh a star is born as the like we're trying to do a star is born it's like did you see a star is born <laughs> <laughs> yeah and savannah and ryan they're so prepping them to be the um star is born couple and i'm so excited about that like the jealousy that they're planting in his head like via jason Mraz. like oh, natasha and ryan oh natasha and ryan i'm sorry yes um, but like Jason Mraz, I feel like was saying that to like every single man. Um, <laughs> so I'm like dying for like those little seedlings to hatch in their heads. Yeah. Yeah. She's better than you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what a gut punch that would have been. And he handled it like a pro. Um, but it's also kind of like, yeah, you're right. If they tour together, she's going to be the superstar because it's all going to be about her voice. But it's not. I mean, that would same thing would happen if she toured with Jack Johnson or something like there's plenty of men with his kind of vibe and whatever who are successful. Yeah, that's fine. The uh, remember she and him, which was um, Zoe Deschanel and uh, M. Ward. No, they could be she and him. OK, I knew you wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> Did any of the singers impress you? Yes. I thought they were all quite good except for Jamie and Travis. Or Trevor. What's his name? Yeah, Trevor. Trevor and Travis are basically the same name, but his name is Trevor. Yeah, I thought Matt and Rudy were awesome. Natasha and Ryan were clearly good. Um, Not like my favorite vibe or whatever, I guess, but their performance was pretty funny. I didn't think that Brandon and Savannah did that great of a job, but I also thought they got kind of a shitty song. Like, I love that song in general, but for... Yeah, I don't know why they did the song like that. They did it kind of kind of slow and low energy, you know? Yeah. They didn't do it right. Yeah. I don't know. Who are you impressed by? Rudy sounds great. Rudy is the best singer on the show. Yeah. Rudy's the best singer. Rudy has the cutest fashion. Um, You know, like, I liked her, like long um sweaters and things like that and her like um novelty glasses are adorable um the songs were so weird right like they were all like songs that play at cvs 
So I was confused if they were like licensed, like the, if they were like cheaper, except for like Rihanna. Um, I thought Rudy was great. Jamie, I feel like the producers told her to be like very humble and nervous ahead of time because that's like the bachelor like bread and butter is like a humble, self-effacing woman. I think that they were all medium, super medium singers. Yeah. Better than me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not my kind of music. I like um I like future. That would be great if they did like some future. By the way, next week in the promo, the songs next week are gonna be so much better. There's gonna be some Taylor Swift. And that's actually the only clip I heard, but that alone just like beats everything we heard. Oh, for sure. Okay, so we're gonna take a break after this, but before we get to that, let's talk very quickly about Kesha's uh, fingernail chain. What do you think of that? Loved it. I want one so badly. <laughs> I loved it. I Whenever I look at fingernail art, I first have to consider like bathroom, wiping, etc. But I loved it. It did make her look like she had like hot cheese between her fingers or something. She was trying to. <laughs> yes, but like who amongst us doesn't currently? Right. <laughs> Right. I'm like typing my posts with with uh, <laughs> Cheeto dust all over my hands. I thought it was cool. It's so right about what do you do with that in the bathroom? I think you got to take it off. They didn't seem to be like drilled through her fingernails, <laughs> you know? I think they were, it's removable. Oh, I thought it was a piercing. I think it was like a fingernail piercing. <laughs> you can get anything pierced. It's like milking a cow. You can pierce anything. You can milk anything. <laughs> <laughs> My point is, is when you have manicures like that, you really, I think you like learn strategic methods of um, keeping clean. Sure, sure. You know, you learn to live with fashion. Right. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back and talk about Julia back after this. Okay, we're back. And let's talk about Julia. She was hung up on Brandon, who didn't choose her. He chose Savannah. And she just got completely fixated on that and, you know, confronted Savannah about how fake their relationship was and blah, 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 blah. It was, it was a lot. What did you guys think of the Julia saga? I thought it was fairly compelling drama because it was just insanity. Like the insane lack of self-awareness um, and the... Like, I, the, the confrontation between her and Savannah. And Savannah was somebody I never really had any opinion on, but now I really kind of like her. I agree. Yeah. The, the show, it's interesting. It seems like it's got more normal grounded people on it than most Bachelor shows. And then, and then you just need one player to kind of, like, lose their mind, and it's great again. But Savannah was like, I thought she handled every situation really normally and, like, healthily. And then Julia came in and was just, I mean, the audacity to tell somebody that their relationship is disingenuous. Um, and that they're here for the wrong reasons when she's literally feeling icky next to her boyfriend. Um, it was pretty wild. And then the insistence that this has nothing to do with jealousy when it clearly does. I mean, it's just, it was just remarkably, uh, I don't know what the word is. I, I just couldn't, I just couldn't believe she thought anybody would buy that. Yeah. The clear self-delusion of it. Yeah. It's interesting when it, when it's that evident, like anyone looking at it can say, Oh no, she she's just jealous of this guy. And I don't see how editing could have twisted this one. Right. Maybe they, you know, encouraged her to uh her psychosis. Yeah. Yeah, Janie, what do you think? Well, 
I mean, two things. I thought it was weird that Sheridan was totally excluded from the narrative. Like, there was one scene which I, like, audibly laughed out loud to where um, he, like, goes over to Julia, who is always sort of crying on a balcony, and I'm really jealous. Like, it looks so fun to cry on a balcony with, like, a goblet of wine. Um, And she's, like... Right, looking out over the hills... Yes, everything's in a goblet in this show. <laughs> like coffee, <laughs> like brown hot liquids. But then like um Sheridan is like everything okay and she's like sobbing and she's like yeah, it's okay. And then he's like okay, cool, okay. You know, I'm like <laughs> there's so much delusion. Like poor poor Sheridan. And then thought number 2 is like okay, Brandon must be really like charismatic like what <laughs> does he have like what do you guys think it is i think he's got i think he's got a charm to him um there also weren't that many great options there oh well, they're kind of i'm matt's great chris is great but they're so they're coupled up yeah matt and chris i think are like number are like tops for me but like you would sort of be into brandon too right the problem with brandon is that i can't tell if he's an ass or not which is incredibly alluring. Yes. Right. That's I think that's his appeal, right? Is that he's got kind of this laid back sort of um confidence that could be arrogance, but it's also like he, he doesn't really give anything away and he's he's so upfront about um you know, he's just keeping his options open that it's like you got you got to respect it. I know, I don't know that he's doing anything wrong. I'm trying to figure it out. I mean, Savannah asked him and he gave her a very straightforward a very straightforward answer. Even when he said, do you want to stay or do you want to go home and cry about it? I was like, well, that was incredibly condescending and kind of hot. <laughs> right? It was very, it was like, that was kind of mean, but it was charming. <laughs> I think that might have been a Frankenbite, sort of, but also like um, when he's like asking her if he, if she wants to be with him, he never says like, oh, I really like you or like, I think you're great or like you're smart or cute or anything. It's it's like, oh, I think we should give this a try. If we don't, we've like lost an opportunity. So like he's so withholding that you want to like give him more. Like it's it's very manipulative and like I, I see what they're into and it's dark. It's interesting when honesty can be manipulative though. Yeah. I mean, honesty does allow the other person to, you know, make the decision, make a choice. Um, but but you can still be honest in a way that's withholding. Um or deceptively honest, I suppose. But yeah, I mean, right now it seems perfect. I mean, for one thing, we don't know how long they've been there. And so I, it seems perfectly reasonable that he would still be unsure about whether he's met his soulmate in a room of 10 people. And then it was very strange that Julia was invoking this right reasons thing when she clearly doesn't have any feelings for Sheridan and is stringing him along. Um, and it's funny because the best possible outcome for having a, a couple like go on tour and do duets is for them to be very good friends. And so who cares if they are falling in love? They still can have a shot at the prize. Right. As long as there's some kind of chemistry. Yeah. Brandon's an interesting character. We don't know him really. He withholds a lot. But I think next week we're really going to see him fall. You know, this week it was Julia and Savannah. Julia, you know, focused her animosity on savannah i think next week they're gonna turn it on brandon because uh he is the one at the center of this really yeah but julia is the one who's flagrantly manipulative 
I mean, there were several conversations that she had that, that were manipulative. Like when she's talking to Sheridan, you know, she's like, I would never lie to you. I haven't, you know, I would never, I would never do that. I would never do that. But uh, I will hit on Brandon every time I see him. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why are you leaving? That was great from the promo asking Sheridan why he's leaving. Yeah. And poor Sheridan, you know? Poor Sheridan. She's taking him for granted. He's so, he's so sweet, you know, just looking at her with these puppy dog eyes mm -hmm. and she doesn't care. And it looks like next week even he is going to be like, you know what? I've had enough of this. Yeah, good for him. It's time. Mm -hmm. Hopefully next week it kind of gets resolved because it's good for now, but it's, it's wearing out its welcome, I think. And that drama repeated twice. Like there were cuts in between and it came back to it. And what I found really upsetting is Danny and Becca's like shopping date was cut mm -hmm. to go back to the drama. And like if I'm going to get a fashion montage, I need more than one look. We, did you guys notice we only got one single outfit? I need two or three. I want to talk about Danny and Becca you know, in more depth. Let's take a break and then we'll come back and we'll talk about Danny and Becca back after this. Okay, we're back. And let's talk about Danny and Becca, who we had not seen before this episode. I didn't, I don't remember Danny at all in the uh, previous episodes. But this episode, we learned a lot about Danny, such as he is a celebrity impersonator. <laughs> this was his job. Which I don't think, I don't remember ever seeing that before. I don't either. Right? But it was weird. So then I was like, what the hell does that mean? And then I, you know, wanted to find out more. So I went to his YouTube. I'm going to play you a clip of what his uh, celebrity impersonator thing is. So he, what he does is he, he and his friend, they cover songs, but in voices, they do celebrity impressions while they sing the song. So this is them singing um, Old Town Road. Can't nobody tell me nothing. You can't tell me nothing. Can't nobody tell me His friend was doing Bill Clinton, then he was doing Elmo. That was Danny doing an impression of Elmo singing Old Town Road. And that video has 34 million views. What? It's the biggest hit of 2019. It's huge. <laughs> That's more views probably than Old Town Road itself. <laughs> People love it. That's what he does. I mean, he's probably making, you know, six figures. <laughs> From YouTube, from doing that. Yeah, he doesn't need a reality show. <laughs> he doesn't need the show. He's like, I'm good. I'm going back to doing my weird little comedy thing. He's a star. I think the kids got it. You either got it or you don't got it. The kids got it. <laughs> this is the best <laughs> twist ever. He does a really good Fetty Wap, too. I, his Fetty Wap was terrible. I do a better oh. Fetty Wap. <laughs> yeah, baby. That's better. Yeah, that was good. That was good. I'll do it again. Yeah, baby. Remember Fetty Wap? I was thinking about Fetty Wap the other day. He f he uh he was huge and now he's gone. <laughs> I think he uh he's got record label drama. Oh no. Anyway, so that's Danny's deal. And he's got very tall hair. Yeah, so he's just going to go back to doing that. He's he's good. He's probably the most successful outside of the show of anyone, but you don't know it because it's in this weird 
you know, shadow realm of YouTube. Okay, but did he just have one song go viral or is he an actually like popular YouTube star? He's a popular YouTuber. He's got like, he's got a, a Post Malone one that has 17 million views. Wow, that is fantastic. Isn't that wild? I'm going to be thinking about this for the rest of the week. It's really good. You should watch them. <laughs> <laughs> it's like extreme K-hole. <laughs> <laughs> It's weird that Becca and Danny don't work because like that to me is like theater kid, you know, like it's dorky and really super earnest and like cringy. And like that's both of them. They're both a little bit like sweet and uh, embarrassing. Yeah, they both have very strong theater kid energy and uh, she just wasn't into him because he tried to remember he tried to kiss her and uh, or he, they did a little peck at the end of the song. And then he tried to go back in to kiss her more, and she put her thumb over his lips. JoJo went, ooh. Danny doesn't have very masculine energy. <laughs> <laughs> That's one way to put it. Their date was weird. Let's talk about their date. They, they're going shopping in a house in the Hollywood Hills with Rebecca Mink. So, Janie, tell us what you learned about Rebecca Mink. Okay, so I was really like confused by becca being like rebecca mink i was like wait i should know if this is a big person um so i looked it up rebecca mink has two accounts her private account and then her personal account so rebecca mink has two accounts she has the business account and the private account and the um business account seems to have like maybe not authentic followers and then the private account has like 1K. Sorry to do the numbers here, but it was sus to me, especially because Becca was like, Rebecca Mink. Um, I think Becca thought that it was Rebecca Minkoff, who is a designer <laughs> who's like known. Yes. So. Oh, please let that be true. <laughs> you know, I can send you all the numbers. <laughs> we can do like an IG audit. If you buy your, your followers, we're going to know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I just, it was a funny date that we barely saw. Um, too little, too late. They got eliminated. All right, so we played that clip, and then I want to play another musical clip. Janie and I were talking about this. Janie brought this up. She just texted me, and she's like, did you notice that there's a song on the score that sounds just like Silver Sun Pickup's Lazy Eye? It starts out exactly the same, and then it's not the song. Then it changes. It makes me insane. They didn't play it in the third episode, but it was in the, it was in the premiere in the second episode. And I just want you to hear this. First, I'm going to play um, on the score of Listen to Your Heart. This is what it sounds like. And then this is the real song. Yeah, that was upsetting. I kept on waiting for it, and I feel like they edged with it last time. Like, I just need the release of, like, hearing the full song. They're like, here's a little taste. Right. Because then it sounds great when it kicks in with the the full band. After uh, I watched the premiere, I went and I listened to Lazy Eye for the first time in years. Um, but it's a great song. Yeah, it's a great song. Mm -hmm. I'm still stuck on how 10% of America, Bill Clinton and Elmo... <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.
That's what I'm saying. It's the most popular video. That's incredible. Like yeah. more people have watched that than have watched Listen to Your Heart. Yeah. Well, by scores. Yeah. By Yeah. It's like not even close. More than 10%, like 12% of America. <laughs> He's probably our most successful Bachelor contestant for like the offshoots of the franchise. Yeah. And Becca could have been his queen. Just barely. <laughs> All right. So before we go, it's, it's driving me crazy. It's been driving me crazy. Who does Trevor look like? I can't place it. It's making me insane. I don't know. He does look familiar, though. Maybe he looks like every good-looking man in America. He's just got that. He looks like a composite. He just looks like a very, like a very replicable kind of person. Like I don't know. Is it Justin Bartha? Who's that? Justin Bartha. He was in The Hangover. He was the groom in The Hangover. Oh wait, you're talking about Ryan? No, Trevor. Trevor. Oh well, this guy looks more like Ryan to me. So so maybe it's not Justin Bartha. I think that he looks like. Okay, have you ever seen the meme about like all the different guys cast on Ryan Murphy shows and how they sort of look alike? He looks like every Ryan Murphy yeah. guy. Yeah. Okay. He looks like every single male character on a Ryan Murphy show. Like a little Will Schuster and a little... Okay, no, like later years, like American Horror Story. Like Evan Peters, Cheyenne Jackson. Yeah, like Cheyenne, like he has this like type where it's like sort of pointy, sort of squinty, like very aerodynamic faces. I wish we could get a little Christian from Nip Tuck on one of these shows. Mmm, Mamma Mia. That would be great. Nip Tuck. I was in middle school on that show, or maybe like freshman in high school or something, and uh, and I would watch it with my mom. And then at one point, we were just like, "We can't watch this together anymore. <laughs> this is too much." I'm in a relationship with the Carver on Facebook. What? Yeah, I have a fake boyfriend since high school, and his picture is the guy who played the Carver, <laughs> the, the serial killer, right? The serial, the dickless serial killer. Wait, do you know what his face looks like? Yeah, his name's Bruno, I think. Well, it was Quentin. Nip tuck. We've been in a relationship for like seven years now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Quarantine must be like putting a wrench in that. <laughs> we'll get through it. Well, let's talk about Listen to Your Heart's golden child, Jamie. They love her. Uh, they love her. Uh, Are you tired of Jamie? I feel bad. I don't mind Jamie as a person, but this is what irritates me so much. The show chooses people to promote based off, I guess, what Middle America wants or something. It's nice. I mean, I, I found Jamie relatively endearing in the show. It's like, okay, she was nervous. I would be too, whatever. But there's nothing that elevates her above Savannah or Brie. And the performance was not good. That song sucks. They didn't sing it that well. And of course, they were like lauded as the best couple. It was just insane and I, i'm sure they're gonna win the entire thing that was my rant for the day i mean they they could very well win they're positioned for that yeah there's just nothing interesting about them the redemption of trevor's weird yeah like why are we suddenly behind him like it's so alarming seeing like the age difference that's so visibly apparent like trevor looks old like that hairline's not doing anybody any favors. <laughs> sorry, that's mean. I'm sorry. I don't have a great hairline either. But yeah, she's so young and he's long in the tooth. I don't like to see it. I do not like to see it. Right. He was dating Natasha's friend. Natasha is 33 years old. 
Mm-hmm. How old is he? He's probably in his. He's probably. Th- I think he's like twenty eight. He's twenty eight. I think he's like twenty eight or twenty seven. Yeah, twenty one is probably too young for a guy like that to be dating. Come on. Uh, I was dating a thirty eight year old man when I was twenty one, so I'm just gonna. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's okay. He ended up being a very bad person. That's what often happens. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're saying. <laughs> you know, I mean, it varies person to person, whatever. Yeah, he's a musician too. So it's like, <sighs> you know, the emotional like depth, you know, like he plays guitar. You know, he likes to sing and work through his problems. Maybe he's like a super mature guy. No, I've said it before. You never want to date musicians or entrepreneurs. <sighs> Good advice. A successful entrepreneur. Right. A successful one, he'll just cheat on you. Uh, most entrepreneurs will cheat on you and not have any real money. <laughs> so, oh my God, my eyes are open. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Jacqueline. Thank you so much. All right, that seems like a good place to end it. Janie, thank you so much for coming on the show. This has been so much fun. Uh, where can people find you online? You can find me at at Janie Corn with a K. Um, on Instagram or on my website. And definitely follow her. She makes incredible candles. Um, they're not even, can- they're like, they're, they're wax sculptures. You can't burn them. Don't burn them. I mean, you can, but you shouldn't. Because then you won't have it anymore. They're, they're incredible. Yeah, there's no resale value in a burnt candle. <laughs> <laughs> if you maybe get it as a Mother's Day gift. Mm-hmm. But look, go look at the go look at her candles. They're amazing. And uh, you can find Jacqueline and I at the usual places, tvguide.com. Tell your friends about our beautiful podcast. Um, rate, review, and subscribe. Do all that stuff. I'm just I'm just I'm just wilding now. <laughs> I'm Leah Matthews. I'm Jacqueline Trumbull. This has been a beautiful podcast to fall in love. Talk to you later. Bye. <laughs>